Welcome, everyone, to Kids A to Z with Dr. T. I'm your host, Teresa Signorelli, and we are bringing you information about the five areas of child development, and by that we mean physical, intellectual, social, emotional, emotional, and moral, so parents can empower their children to thrive. So today we have an all-star playroom segment, and we're calling it the Dad Beats, the Forefather Quartet Rockin' Family Fun. And so our guests, as you might guess, are the Dad Beats, and they, as I said, are four rockin' dads, and they describe themselves as a power quartet wrapped in a play date with a hootenanny garnish. And their music is fun, and it's a, a kind of a mix of surf music, rock, and country flares, and um, they also address important life lessons, and their their songs have really great titles like I Will Not Crush My Baby Brother and Dad, Put Down the Phone, and that uh, we have two of the band members with us today. We have uh, Charles, Mr. Lay, and Yuri Weber, and they're going to talk to us about who they are, what they do, and why you want to have them at your next play date. So, uh, Charles and Yuri, are you there? Welcome. Thank yes, you. Thank you. Okay, so um, let's start off with who you guys are, who the Dad Beats are, and how you came to be. And I don't know, uh, Yuri or Charles, which of you want to start with that, but since I have the two of you, um, how about one person take the lead, and then, then we'll ask the next guy to um, comment after. So who wants I'll, to start with telling us about that? I'll go ahead and start this one. I was thinking about it the whole way over here. Um, the Dad Beats started as an offshoot of a kind of informal child care cooperative um, that was begun around the time that our first children were born, which is about six years ago now. Um, our wives were in a prenatal yoga class in Dittmas Park area of Brooklyn, and following that, um, they became friends, and we all became friends as families, and then we kind of shared childcare duties in an informal way, um, you know, for date nights or just um, kind of covering, and some of us had more availability than others. Our bass player, Dan, who's on tour and who's the really the only working musician of the group, um, he had a lot of time during the day and, and managed to take care of multiple children at a time. Um, and sometimes we would, when I would drop by to pick up, you know, my older son, Adrian, you know, he had instruments there, and I started playing, and then Charles would sometimes come and pick up his older daughter, Anya, and then the three of us started playing together, and it kind of grew organically out of that. Um, the songwriting sort of started a little bit later. Um, I had another friend, Andrew, who had a child around the same age as our children, and we started having playdates together, and then out of that kind of grew uh, writing songs about the fatherhood and child-rearing experience and the experience of having children, especially in this modern age. Charles? Yeah, I have to say, it really saved my, my life. I'd left my, my job, my full-time job, um, soon after my first daughter was born, and I was home alone with her and, you know, looking for, you know, support. And so we rejoined this co-op and uh, it was fantastic. It was, it was fantastic to see people that were in the same situation as, as I was. And um, when I found that, you know, discovered they were all musicians as well, uh, it, it made it even better. And it, um, the playdates just turned into, you know, um, an opportunity to, to bond with other dads and to entertain our children. And 
uh, soon after that, people would drop by and say, hey, you guys sound pretty good. Maybe you, you know, could play our birthday party. And so we'd play some birthday parties. And then I think we got a regular gig at uh, a coffee shop, uh, Lark, in Brooklyn. And uh, we've been playing there for, I think, three years. At least and, five years. Um, and it just, it just sort of grown and grown. I think it's just sort of the... The honesty that we bring to it, you know, it's like, <laughs> we really need this. It's a, it's like a life raft. Yeah, and um, we were chatting before the show started, and we had a nice conversation um, kind of about those things, and we'll, we'll get to that later in the show um, as we get to those questions. But my thought as you're saying this is that it, it sounded like it happened really organically. Um, so it sounded like it was feeling a need. And because your audience has grown um, and you've had such nice feedback, which we'll also talk about, um, it, it sounds like it, it's a nice endeavor. So let's talk now about um, your audience, and maybe you can describe what your typical audience is like. Well, um, our shows are kind of populated by both, you know, parents that are around during the day, since our our gigs are usually during the day, and, you know, an assortment of nannies that are taking care of kids. Um, it's funny because the, the Caribbean nannies are kind of our most vocal fans um, who <laughs> they'll shout out requests and, you know, had not hesitate to sing along. Um, uh, we get a very positive response from our Caribbean nanny contingent. Um, but... Uh, Usually the kids are on the younger side since our gigs are during the day, so they're usually you know pre kindergarten. Um, sometimes they're crawlers up to you know toddlers into you know maybe older kids that are home from school one day or whatnot. Um, so are they're very uh, wow they're very uh, disorganized and crazy and lots of jumping around. Um, but then there's also quiet moments where you know we can really get get kids' attention and and kind of build an interest, especially when it's a some kind of uh, when we're involving them in the song in some way. Charles, right? Yeah, I I completely agree. <laughs> um, I think there's a lot of dads in the audience also. Um, some of them seem to be you know um, a lot of them are musicians. A lot of them or wannabe musicians. Um, and the kids, uh, as Yuri said, you know, they're, um, there's a lot, a lot of activity. They, uh, I think we usually end the, the set with a, a song that allows them to, to get up and dance. You know, we encourage them to stand up and just sort of shake around a little bit and, and get all that out. Um, but uh, typically there's a lot of, a lot of movement during the lower shows. Right. Right, and so what can you talk us talk to us about what a typical show may look like? I, I guess we hinted at it a little bit, um, but do you have a, a theme that you choose, or how do you go through your songs? Um, like you mentioned, you ended with a song where they can dance. Uh, maybe you can just talk to those topics a bit. We almost always start our sets with um, a song by the Beatles. Um, What's that song called, Charles? Like it's blanking and blanking out on it. Oh, um, all, all together now. All together now by the Beatles. Um, one, two, three, four. Can I get a little mm-hmm. more? Um, and that's that sort of that sort of tempo is it's good to get people attention. We um, we have good vocal harmonies on that. Um, we 
um, geez, what else do we do? We do a, a yeah. kind well, of mix we, of. We don't really make a set yeah. list or anything. We just kind of wing it usually. Um, like I said, like we we get a lot of shout out requests, and you know we try to fulfill those whenever possible, especially when they're from our wives, uh, who are sometimes at the shows. <laughs> um, my my wife in particular is very vocal about uh, her requests and makes sure that our children are heard when they we all oh yeah on uh, we do a uh, old McDonald had a farm which is it's kind of like a really groovy version of that it's not uh, it's not your typical version and then we have kids shout out the names of animals and we get you know the gamut of animals from you know gorillas to monkeys to elephants to dinosaurs and you know, it's fun, I think, for the kids to feel involved in that way and to and know that we're up there making the best animal noises we can make for them. It's sort of like a, a stump of a band with animal sounds. Right. And so one one cool. of the things that I, I'm realizing as I'm going through my notes, I didn't really think about asking about the song topics in your lyrics, and um, I think I'd like to do that because one of the things I'm hearing aside from the fact that you do some really great covers, you do have a lot of original music. And a lot of the things that I've heard you singing about and talking about are these concepts that children are learning in early childhood. So it's really helping enforce or reinforce the learning for these things. So, And I actually have, we have a clip that you sent me that we're going to play for everybody in a minute. But let's talk about the themes that are in your songs, some of your lyrics and what you touch upon, because I think that's really fun for the audience to know about. Well, I think that one of the things that Andrew Andrew Purcell is the the lyricist on all of these things, and we kind of we worked very closely on on developing these songs, and a lot of them came out of our frustrations in a way. Um, like, for instance, the first original song on our album, Child Support, available uh, from fine record stores everywhere, uh, it's called Too Many Toys. And it's just one of those it's one of those situations where you find yourself in you know you're constantly cleaning up after your children, and there's toys everywhere, and you're stepping on Legos and you know there's the idea that that children you know have a lot of objects to play with, and I think that one of the things that gets lost in having all those objects is being involved in their play, and I think that the just the idea of giving them these toys is enough and i think that that's that gets lost sometimes is the idea of being involved in in their play world and once you once you're involved in their play like you can kind of pare down the amount of toys you have it's really not about the toys it's about their involvement you know with you as a parent and being there with them that's really what they want it um, is and it's it's what if We've, I've had a number of um, develop, child development experts, and we talk about playing, we talk about learning, and um, it really it's that interaction with you that's so important. It, it doesn't you could play with a, a with a cardboard box, um, exactly. But it's that interaction that's really so important. Um, yeah, that's great. Um, so, Charles, uh, is there something you might add? Or oh, sorry, you're yeah, ahead. Yeah, right when, uh, when people ask you know me to, to to describe the dad beats, you know, in our in our songs are our lyrics, and I, I love our lyrics. I think that Andrew writes some of the best kids' songs I've ever heard. And it strikes me that we're really sort of speaking to the, the parental experience first and foremost. You know, it is. It, it, you're a 
society. We're we're talking about our experience as parents, but it transcends to the kids. I mean, the kids pick up on it. They're not, you know, we're not talking down to them. They still react and respond to the songs. They really, really love them, you know. Um, so it's it sort of brings us all together in that way, you know. It's, right. We're, we're, um, we're, we're kind of writing for ourselves in a way, but, but still like those classic cartoons that you can appreciate on any level. I think that that's what we're shooting for. You know, right. One of the one of the other songs that we have too um, is called "Bad Dads," and I think that that's that's maybe one of the ones that um, both the moms and other dads enjoy and empathize with. I think that there's. You know, one of the things that happened when I was a, an early parent was, you know, people would point out like these, you know, things that moms do all the time and say, wow, what a great parent you are. You know, it's like you're, you know, you're changing your son's diaper. Good job. And it's like, well, yeah, I'm doing the same thing my wife would do. But it really gets pointed out to you when you're a father, uh, you know, out there doing it. Whereas, like, it's taken for granted that, you know, that mothers do this and that nothing it's never pointed out to them what a great job they're doing. And I think that bad dads is sort of our take on like, yeah, you know, we're going to, we're going to lose things at the park and we're going to, you know, we're going to, the house is going to be a mess when you get home, but you know, it's going to be a mess when mom's taking care of them too. And mom's going to lose stuff too. And I think that this kind of just points out the, the, the iniquity that is given to, to, to men in a way as parents, you know, like, wow, what a great job you're doing, you know, for a perfectly average job, really. Right. <laughs> so actually, so on way. that, sorry, go ahead, Charles. Oh, no, oh, I was going to say, there's still such a long way to go with that. Here. I was just at the doctor's with, with uh, our youngest daughter, and the first thing the, the nurse said to me is, where's mommy today? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So it's a reacculturation, I guess, that we need for our society. But let's I have a shortcut of Bad Dads. So while we're talking about it, let let me play it. It's about a minute long and change and then uh maybe you could add more about that or talk about we can talk about some of your other songs too, but since we're talking about bad dads, let's give the audience um I've got a chalk on my face. But I cannot care The octopus or the shark Must have left it there I drew a submarine The fish were pink and green Now I've got dust in my hair We'll be in trouble When mama gets home I've got sand in my shoes but I didn't mind Though my knees are a mess And I'm damp behind We built a castle wall I was a wrecking ball But in the back of my mind I thought it's trouble When mama gets home Cause we're bad dads Bad dads, we believe in germs Bad dads I think that's really adorable. Um, and it, it, it tuned out, um, I guess that was the chorus of Bad Dads. Was there any other part of the chorus that would be fun to share with the audience? 
Oh, it's funny. There's a there's a part in the second chorus where Andrew sings, "Bad dads were irrepressible," and then uh, there's a mom that shouts out, "Irresponsible!" So that's always one part that that makes me laugh. Um, you know, and yeah, I mean that's that song really is about like how yeah we're we're always going to be in trouble, and it's 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 fine, you know, and I think that it's, it's conspiratorial with the kids, you know, it's like, we're out having fun with our children and boy, isn't mom going to be upset about how, you know, messed up their clothes are, but it's, it's really not true. And like all of our, all of our wives are so understanding and so supportive of everything that we've done. And they've, they've lost things in the park just as much as we have. Right, <laughs> right, and you have some other great um, songs like um, "Don't Stand on the Table" and "I Will Not Crush My Baby Brother." Um, can you give us a little background or some fun anecdotes about those? Sure. Um, "Don't Stand on the Table" was it was a direct response to actually children standing on the table, um, you know. And it's uh, one of the things that I think that we've or at least at my house have tried to do is just not yell at our kids. It's like, it's not helpful. It doesn't, it doesn't get them to do anything any more than, you know, any other way. And it's just, it's just frightening to them. Um, so it started off as this fun way, like, Hey, like here's why you shouldn't stand on the table. And, you know, it kind of grew out of there and there's, Andrew has a fanciful sort of, turn of phrase about being a young child and climbing up on the roof and getting blown off and having all of his bones broken and <laughs> it's it, that one's a, a, a fun one I really like that's, that song yeah, that's, that's his recitation that's where he sort of breaks down and he just speaks to the audience you know yeah yeah. that's that's one of my favorite parts and that one gets a lot of um, uh, crowd participation too because the uh, every time the child falls or or uh it's he hits himself on his tricycle. Um, Andrew plays a percussion, you know, a percussion hit, and um, we we started to get some YouTube videos from people of their kids listening to the song and doing their own percussion, which is fantastic. The sound of their heads hitting the hitting the floor. <laughs> right, uh, and so um, actually, I want to talk about your audience's response to your music, um, but I want to hold that for one second, just because something you said resonated with me, and it was about you know, getting the kids to get off the table without yelling at them and communicating with them in a more effective way and using music to do that is wonderful. But even bigger than that, I think, is, you know, you rationalize with them. I think parents and adults don't realize how intelligent children are and how much they understand and can understand. Um, They know when we're talking about them and we're spelling things out. Um, even children, and I'm, I'm a speech pathologist by trade. I teach at Marymount Manhattan College, and even I work mostly with children who are cognitively impaired or have language disorders, and they understand. So rationalizing with them and letting them understand why is, I think, an important thing, and you did that in a really fun way with don't stand on the table. Um, so that's really nice, and I, I think that's an important takeaway for parents. Um, but you were saying um, about your audience videotaping themselves playing along to your music that you can then share on YouTube. Let's talk about that a little more and, and the general response from your audience and um, some of the things along those lines that you've been um, hearing about. Charles? Sure. Um, 
uh, one of the things I've noticed from our, our live shows is we've been getting a lot of parents that come up and uh, talk to us, you know, at, uh, after the set. And one of the things that, uh, one of the most common things they ask is, where can we get music for your songs? And um, I got that question enough that I started posting um, chords and lyrics up on our site because uh, a lot of parents wanted to be able to, you know, play these songs um, on their own instruments to their children at home. And I, I thought that was just fantastic. And I, I really encouraged that. I thought that uh, you know, nothing speaks to, you know, reaching an audience and having them want to, you know, pick up an instrument themselves and play to their kids. Yeah, and I think what, um, again, I, I've mentioned we've, I've had a, a music therapist on um, Kids A to Z in the past and a music teacher and art therapists as well. And one, one of the common things that come, themes that comes up is that you don't need to be an expert uh, or a great amateur in any of these mediums to really have a meaningful experience for you and your child. So that you can, that the, bad, the, the dad beats can provide some chords and things that parents can then do at home with the kids is so wonderful. Uh, and I do hope that you continue with that, and I hope your audience then carries that over at home because it really is such a nice way um, to, to bond with your child and to reinforce different kinds of concepts with them. And so that's really great to hear. I mean, and also, you were, we, as we were also saying before the show started, I mean, I, I think that parents do kind of underestimate the musical intelligence that their children have and mm-hmm. the musical interest that they show. Um, and, you know, one of the things we were saying, too, is like I, when, when I'm playing music, not just with but for my kids at home, you know, there's I, I listen to their response and I try to, like, you know, get their opinion on things, not, you know, not necessarily on things that we're writing, but, you know, like, why do you like this song and what, what about it, you know, do you like? And it's, sometimes their answers are surprising and revealing and, you know, it says a lot about how they're thinking and their thinking process. Yeah, and what they like, and so it motivates them, and so you can present them with things that um, are intrinsically motivating for them, and they'll want to participate. Um, so that's an important part, too. So that's Charles, a lot of what we try to, to do. Oh, sorry? That's, I mean, that's a lot of what we try to do is we really get the kids involved, um, which is sometimes harder than it sounds. Um, you know, it's... You know, I don't want to blame the the internet or the television age, but I think that a lot of times kids just want to sit there and be entertained, um, which is great too. But sometimes it's hard to get kids to get up and dance or to you know shout out the name of an animal or whatever the you know the interaction is. I think that it takes it takes the stepping you know through the curtain or you know to really pull them in um to the experience and you know we tr- we try hard to do that yeah and i think like you said seeing watching their reaction and this is what the the music therapists and and teachers will tell you looking at their reaction to music and seeing again what really interests them and then using that as the vehicle to get them up and maybe clean their room or whatever that action is you want them to do that you can use music as a motivator to help, um, help achieve whatever, um, means you're trying to achieve. Sure. My, my wife, uh, was a dancer and she uses dance a lot to motivate the kids. 
Um, you know, like, how are we going to get to the, the bathroom to brush our teeth? You know, are we going to hop on one foot? Are we going to sashay? And then, you know, that's, it's amazing, like, how she can get them to do stuff um, that they, just, just to get their attention um, sometimes to make everything into, you know, it, if not a game, at least, like, something that they can engage with, not just like, oh, we have to go brush our teeth now. Right, right. That's a great idea, actually. <laughs> we'll have to write that one down. Um, Charles, do you have something that you wanted to add? Um, I can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I won't hold it to it. I won't hold it to it. But um, but it does, I guess the bottom line is that you've had a really beautiful response from your audience where they are actually creating things and sending them back to you. And I think that speaks to um, what a nice enterprise you've started and a great product that's really resonating with children and with families. And um, I think that's so fantastic. And, um, yeah, I guess that's the big takeaway for that question. Yeah. Well, and I, should, I uh, guess – go ahead. I'm, I'm suffering from a little bit of cell phone delay here, I guess, um, that uh, we do see a lot of imitation, you know, of the kids in, our, in the audience, you know, looking up and – and playing things they find, you know, little toys. And um, there's uh, one uh, one one kid that uh, is very taken by Dan's stand-up bass. And so he has a ukulele, and he'll play it like a stand-up bass, and he watches us, and he, he plays along. And I think it's great to, to to see that, and I think it's important to watch for those signs, and, you know, because, because it all starts with limitations. Mhm. Yeah, that's a, it's a that's a key way for children to learn. Um, um, and they say that that's also one of the sincerest forms of flattery, right? So again, I think it just speaks to um, to what a great product and and band and enterprise you all have created. And we all want to be um, Dan, basically. It's probably the <laughs> takeaway. <laughs> so what some what are some common questions that parents? Um, ask you, and what do you tell them? How much for a birthday party? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, gee, you know, that's a hard one. Charles, common questions that parents ask us? Uh, common questions. Well, I guess I, I, um, I touched on that with, with uh, how they can get involved and, and play music to their kids, um, which, we, which we provide, you know, um, some music and lyrics for them. Um, also, I guess, you know, they, a lot of times they ask us how we, we got our start. Um, I guess one of the best is they ask us, how do we find time to do this and take care of yeah. kids at the same time? And they kind of say, well, you'll notice that we're playing here while our kids are running amok, you know, throughout the cafe. And so we're, we're multitasking right now. We're, we're playing and watching our children, you know, at every gig. And that's how that's how we make it work. You know, we we uh, we bring our kids along, and that's how we find the time. Right. Right. You know, on um, that note, on that note of uh, of finding time to do things, you know, one of the things that uh, Andrew and I did while we were writing the songs is we would have these play dates where we would let our children destroy our house, like while we were writing songs, um, and it was kind of part of the part of the deal. You know, is you know, hey, we're gonna we're gonna spend some time like working out these songs. You guys, they called it. They had a game called Rubbish Heap, 
where they would take every single thing in the apartment and put it in a giant pile, uh, and that was their game, and we let them do it while we were, you know, trying to focus on this, and then, you know, we'd all kind of pitch in together and, and put it all back together sort of at the end, you know, and that was that's that's sometimes how you have to do things. You have to, you know, let kids be kids, you know, if you're going to not engage with them 100% and not and not have there be consequences for that because that's what kids want to do and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've been giving them some free time to explore as long as you know that they're in a safe environment. Um sure. you could always put the toys back um and clean up the house at the end of the day and it's there's actually a theme that I've talked about with colleagues about children really being very overscheduled and everything is everything is laid out and they don't have sufficient downtime to just explore and experience life and move about and make decisions and problem solve. And so you actually may be doing your children a really great favor by ignoring them while while you guys uh, write new great lyrics and great tunes. So that's, that's an important, uh, I think, takeaway as well. But um, so what I wanted to also talk about was about, um, the importance of music in a child's life, and maybe you can speak about some of your own personal experiences, um, maybe experiences people have shared with you, um, and I, you know, and talk about as it strikes you as a musician, as a father, as a combined uh, father musician. Tell us what you think about that. Wow, um, it's funny because I had I had a lot of music in my life when I was growing up, and. It wasn't because either of my parents were musicians, um, but my my mom loved classical music, and like she almost always would listen to classical music. And she and I had a game um, called like Guess the Composer, uh, you know, on the classical radio station that she would have on all day. And I remember, and I was probably you know like six or seven at the time, and feeling like I've you know I'm feeling so proud that like I guessed that you know it was Mozart or something and you know one of the one of the ways that she kind of like drew me in to music was making it playful and making it fun and having it be something that we could explore together um and I feel like I've I've tried to do that with with my kids you know we we try to listen, I, at least I try to listen to a wide variety of things at the house, you know, everything from, you know, Hank Williams to, you know, you know, surf punk and you know, everything in between and to tr- to try to expose them to things that, you know, challenge them a little and give them something to think about. Um, you know, I was saying before the show how I was, we were, I was listening to the kinks at the house the other day and my younger son, Elliot, who's three, just, you know, jumped out of his chair. He's like, I love this song. This is, this is my favorite song, you know, and it's, it's just something, it's, it's great, you know, and it's like, I, I love to see their enthusiasm for things and try to, you know, we were saying earlier, like kind of draw out like what it is about that, that they like and, you know, try to get them to think and use it, use it as a, an instrument to get them to understand more about the world and how, how their perceptions of the world shape them. Mhm. Yeah. Uh Charles, how about you? Oh, well, um when I when I was growing up, uh we didn't have a lot of instruments around the house. I mean, my mother played some piano. Uh, my father didn't really play anything, but there were always records 
and things like that. Um, but I, I gravitated toward guitar and drums, uh, you know, in my early teens and just found so much joy in it. Um, it was just such an escape for, for me. And I, I just, and something that just stayed with me my entire life. I always loved just playing music. I just saw so much potential in, you know, in a musical instrument, just looking at a musical instrument just fills me with a, 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 an inner joy. And so I made a, a conscious decision that when I became a parent, I would want lots of instruments around the house. I would want my children to be familiar with, you know, seeing them and playing them and touching them and knowing what they sound like. Um, and so if you uh, come to my house, there's always lots of things hanging on the wall or down on the floor. And I love to have, the, you know, our two daughters go and, you know, and, and just try them out. You know, I just feel it's really, really important just to, to be familiar with, you know, a musical instrument because there's just, it's just, it's something that you can just bring with you and take with you your entire life. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you never really stop playing an instrument. You know, there's, there's always, you know, something for you with that, you know, whether you can, you know, you're the guy that, or the, or the woman at a party that can play guitar or piano. Um, it's, yeah, I, I just wanted to give my children the, that that same feeling, if I could, that I, that I had, you know, when I when I play music. Right. And I love to watch Maxine play drums. She's amazing. <laughs> she's really she's really taken to the drums, which 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 uh, makes me very happy too. And who is that? No, that's my youngest daughter. She's uh, 18 months. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> That's fantastic. And I think the the big thing that's resonating with me that I'm hearing is that you're providing lots of opportunities to explore different things together and looking at how your children respond to them and um, either providing more of those opportunities but still giving them a nice variety um, and things that you can explore together and, and help them understand their world or experience their world, which I think is great. So um, let's talk about... Um, your band and how people um, could get in touch with you and where you perform. I have on the Blog Talk Radio site for the show, I have the link to your website and I have some even links to some of your lyrics so parents can go right away and see that. But can you talk a little bit about where you perform and um, you know how families can get in touch with you if they would like to book you for a show or an event or what kinds of things, you know, can you do what services do you provide for the public? Take it away, Charles. <laughs> well, um, we play regularly at um, <clears throat> excuse me at, at that coffee shop in Brooklyn. Um, recently, as our all of our children have entered kindergarten this year, we find ourselves playing a lot of uh, um, school functions, a lot of uh, you know PTA fundraisers and things. Um, you know, the shows at we, the Brooklyn Library too. Oh yeah, we've got a couple of you know, shows at the Brooklyn Library. The Brooklyn Library has been very good to us, um, and that's always a a fantastic venue for us. It's uh, the kids really respond to it. They can get up and dance. Um, a lot of the, the libraries have a little stage, which is nice. 
Um, what else? I mean, it's he, funny uh, because I I feel like scheduling has been one of our challenges. Um, you know, myself having a regular full-time job. Um, Andrew's a, a freelance journalist. Like I was saying before, Dan is a full-time musician. Charles lives in New Jersey. I feel like it's been it's been a challenge for us to take on more. Um, so to say that we're we're doing a we're doing a lot considering the amount of time that we have. Um, I feel like right now Andrew and I have been really focusing on writing some new songs, um, hopefully a follow-up album to the, you know, child support. <laughs> and, um, you know, it really, really like we're just trying to in- enjoy the experience without, you know, overbooking ourselves. Um, I would, we would love for parents to get in touch with us, you know, either via our website um, or on Facebook um, to talk about the possibility of birthday sh- birthday parties but we're we're kind of we're kind of hitting a plateau I feel like right now as far as our performing um abilities but you do you have your website and your music is there and you said you have um your latest album which is entitled Child Support and people can get that on your website which is dadbeatsmusic.com and they can they can buy it there, and can they download and buy individual songs as well? Yeah, I think um, I think Bandcamp, which uh, I, there's there's a couple of different distributors for our album, uh, uh, Bandcamp and CD Baby. I believe they both. Um, oh, I'm sorry, we're also on iTunes. Um, mm-hmm. I believe that they all allow you to buy individual songs if you want. Okay. Yeah, and they're they really are great. I've been listening to them. Um, for a while now, and you'd mentioned you're also on Facebook. I think that's how I discovered you all. I don't remember how, um, but I saw it someplace somewhere I, on the Internet, and then I found your Facebook page and was listening, and then I wrote to you through Facebook to see if you'd like to come on the show and talk about what you all do because I really I just enjoyed it so much. And so what's <laughs> nice is that, you know, it's great for people in the, the New York area who can see you in person, um, in the limited amounts you're able to do live shows, but um, you know you really do have a wide reach because of the internet through Facebook and your website dadbeatsmusic.com, and um, I think that's really nice. And maybe you'll be more of a studio band like Steely Dan or something, uh, and <laughs> produce <laughs> produce really great music for kids and families. So uh, that's not too bad. It could be. We'll have to have a big final tour then before we. Yeah. <laughs> right. but I think we also You're, I think we also recently here. discovered that um the there's a library distribution company that's been buying a lot of our CDs so they'll probably be in public libraries available for being to you know check out um wherever they end up which we won't know. Right. 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 Um which may be the case but it'll still be growing an audience and um I think that's that, that be good. Charles, were you going to say something? Uh, I, I was going to add on to, to Yuri's point that, you, that the scheduling has definitely become a problem. And I would love to, to have these guys come out to New Jersey. Um, I think there's some untapped potential here um, for uh, for kids' music. But it, it's really difficult and it, it's hard to, to for us all to find time that we're together and available to play a show. And also, yeah. you know, it's, um, to find that it's 
you know, financially viable as well. Because right. uh, every time I go into Brooklyn, you know, to, to play, I, I love and I love to, but it's always at my own expense. And that that's, you know, fine because I just love seeing the guys and, and playing live with the dad beats. But right. it's, it's, it's hard to organize and, um, and, and find places to play. Yeah, and well, Jersey is known for producing some pretty good music, and um, I actually have um, a counterpart to your dad band. I have a bunch of, um, one of my good friends from college, she and all the soccer moms in Short Hills have formed a, um, a band called the Mood Swings, and they do, they play for adults, <laughs> so <laughs> they're actually really fantastic. We had them, um, the, I run a clinic here at Marymount Manhattan called the Smadbeck Center, and we're free clinics, so I fundraise, and the Mood Swings came to our one of our benefits one year, and they, and they, they played um, our event, and they were fantastic. And so it's these moms from Short Hills um, playing kind of 70s rock, and they're fantastic. So I could put you guys in touch with them, and maybe you could do, um, you know, switch off sets, you know, dad beats and the Mood Swings, a bunch of moms and dad bands. So, um, <laughs> but they're in Jersey. Uh, I love that name. That's amazing. Yeah, me too. <laughs> they selected it, and they're they're really fantastic. They're really fantastic. Um, so as I said, maybe I can I can get you guys together, and you can do the whole um, um, lifespan of music um, with moms and dads and kids. Um, but let's. Um, so go ahead. I was going to say maybe we need to form our own festival. That's something we talked maybe. about too. Just take matters into our own hands and start, you know, booking our own uh, events. You'd have a, a family palooza instead of Lollapalooza, yeah, perhaps. I do. <laughs> but um, well, yeah, that would be I fun. I always keep thinking of I always keep thinking of summer as our as our time, and you know, we kind of originally started off like you know playing at playgrounds uh, and just just because we were let we would let our kids play while we were you know re- either rehearsing or writing songs and like I always always imagined like having a playground tour like we were on tour but just playing at playgrounds around the country so buy that I Winnebago like that. and we'll do it right <laughs> that would right, be amazing right. and we'll have dad heads instead of dead heads um maybe <laughs> That, I like these ideas, so you'll have to keep us posted if if any of them come to fruition. <laughs> but um, but again, just to to wrap up that question, um, uh, DadBeatsMusic.com is on our site. People can Google you. You're also on Facebook, but um, you your reach could be really wide, even if people either can't get to Brooklyn or maybe New Jersey. And um, and since you can't add too many shows because there's only so many things you can do in a day, especially if you're a dad. So um, as we wind up the show, I always like to ask my guests to talk about their five fantastic facts for families, and it's essentially your your favorite advice to give families. And so speaking as dads and speaking as musicians and maybe in particular speaking as the dad beats, what are your favorite things to share with families? Well, one of the ones we were talking about before the show um, and how the dad beat started, like we were saying before, was as a child care cooperative. And Charles kind of touched on 
the the fact that you know it was a lifesaver for him and for, for me as well just to kind of have this support group uh, amongst dads and I think one of the facts that for me that came out of that was that you know everyone's everyone's uh, parenting experience is not just unique but it's also uniquely difficult and I think that to share those experiences with each other has been fantastic and kind of like has as it did start with as a child care cooperative like we were with each other's kids we knew how difficult each other's children were um and you know we're presented now in this digital age with people's beautiful facebook lives of how you know their fantastic vacations are and they go to great restaurants and how easy everything is and i think that you know, one of the things that we try to bring, you know, both to our music and to each other is this shared experience of difficulty, you know, and it's like we're all kind of struggling along together doing the best we can, and I think that there's an understanding amongst us that's like, you know, yeah, it's really hard, and we're all doing the best we can, and I think that that, that sort of empowers us to keep to keep it together in a way and to enjoy the, the great experiences and to kind of like breathe through the difficult times together. Yeah, that you're you're not alone, you're not isolated and yeah. the grass isn't always greener. Um and right, that Facebook um phenomena where everybody looks like they're having this amazing life, um, but that you do there are experiences that are that you're feeling or experiencing that other people are also experiencing. Um that's that's a good thought. So um, that's one. What about another one? You'd mentioned, uh, we talked earlier, you'd mentioned siblings in the past. Sure. Um, so, I mean, I think that one of the things that we've we've noticed in having our second children is that, you know, they're both very different and they're both individuals and you can't kind of, you can't try you can't the things that worked for the older ones might not necessarily work for the younger ones um you know i've noticed that my older and younger children are very different um and th- i think that there's there's kind of like a one you know one size fits all mentality that uh, that's out there of like you know this is this is what will work but I think that, you know, patience and listening and just kind of going with the flow and really getting feedback from your kids works a lot better than just this is the way to do it. Um, And I think that siblings are – it's really important. Like my my sister was uh, considerably younger than I was, like seven and a half years younger, so we didn't really have the – sibling experience and you know my kids are two and a half years apart and i think like, watching them growing up together is is just amazing it's it's something that I, I i marvel at every day um charles you want to add on to this i feel like i'm rambling <laughs> well yeah I, we found that our our two daughters couldn't be any more different and it's it sort of caught us off guard our, our you know, once we had our second daughter we realized really how easy our first daughter had been. <laughs> and But that's just something that you don't realize when you're a first-time parent. I mean, everything just seems so difficult. And you're just sort of reeling from the experience and, and trying to catch up. And I guess you know, my advice there is just sort of like, if you can, just, just sort of relax because you're it's, it's going to be okay. <laughs> and 
you know, they're their own little person and they're going to, you know, they've got their own little personality and you're not going to change them. But uh, if you can encourage them and, you know, sort of gently guide them, so they, you know, don't get into too much trouble, then you're, you're probably doing a pretty good job. Yep, I would I would bet that too. So um, one of the other points um, you talked about in these five facts before the show started, you, you mentioned, you know, looking to your peers, looking to other fathers um, for support. Um, maybe you can talk about that a bit. Sure. Um, you know, again, like since this kind of did start as a cooperative, I think that we've we've really felt open about about sharing our experiences um, and w- what worked and what didn't work, and um, you know, really feeling out how you know our our collective experience kind of makes sense. Um, and, you know, it, it's it's hard thing to to put into words, but I feel like it's. Um, just like having hearing someone else talk about uh, what their experiences were, like really kind of give you the freedom to think about how you can do things better. Um, I think, um, I don't know, Charles, I'm rambling again. (laughs) Well, for for me, from my personal experience, it was, it was great to have that support of, you know, like-minded fathers, and uh, they're out there, and you just need to get out and and find who they are. And I think it helps to to, to be open with your interests and enthusiastic about what you love to do, and you will find people that you know it, that you can bond with. Um, I remember it was very difficult. My first you know few months at home, I would go to the um, I'd go to a playground and I feel like I was the only dad there and I just see a lot of, you know, um, um, it seemed like nannies to me. Like maybe some moms and nannies all sitting in their groups and then there was me and no one really wanted to talk to a dad. It's sort of, it's sort of you're, you're a little bit of a playground outcast sometimes. But um, once I, you know, found you know, Yuri and Dan and Andrew, you know, things began to pick up. And and once you're able to share your experiences, you, you realize, you know, oh, your kid does that too. You know, it, it's so easy if you're just home alone with them and watching them and sort of stewing on it and saying, oh, dear, there's some, something's gone wrong. They're, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be a mass murderer. They're going to be a terrorist. And, um, but then you, you you go out and you talk to some other parents, some other dads, and it comes out and say, "Oh no, my kid does that too." And, oh really? And then that just doesn't seem so bad. It's like, okay, I've been, it's probably just a stage in development, and maybe I can sort of just relax. But if you're mm-hmm. yeah, if you're left to stew in your own if you're left to stew in your own parental juices, you uh, and you have no frame of reference, you can really get off the rails. I think so. It, uh, it definitely helps to to find your peer group, you know, and get out yeah. and join some groups and, and talk to them. Yeah, and I like I like the theme that that I keep hearing is kind of empowering fathers, and I think um, that's really important. I think 
that we hear a lot about, um, and, and maybe for good reason, uh, women's rights and minority rights, and that's all important, but um, I know of experiences where fathers don't have the rights that they should, and they're not maybe empowered as they should. And um, so I like that, and maybe we wouldn't need to be worrying about women's rights and minority rights if fathers were um, more supported or supported in different ways. And so um, it sounds to me like there was a need um, out there that is now starting to be filled by other fathers being to connect with one another and, and share their experiences and and um, guide each other as, as peers. I hope we can be the. I hope we can be the voice for father rights in, in the in the world. I mean, I do feel like you're 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 very right, and I mean, I think we were talking about this earlier about how fathers are patted on the backs for, you know, doing everyday things that moms do all the time, and it's 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 taken for granted that that moms do these things, and when when dads do them, it's it's viewed as out of the ordinary. Um, and I think that's part of why, Char- you know, Charles was saying how we are the playground outcasts. Like it's, you know, like what's that dad doing here? Um, you know, and I hope, hopefully, this will, you know, spur a, a sense of camaraderie among, you know, parents of all genders. Yeah, yeah, and maybe a song. That sounds like a, a good yeah. song title. We've got one. <laughs> but, um, but one of the other things when we're talking about these five facts for families, um, looking to your peers that we were just talking about, and um, another one being that shared experience, that that other parents understand what you're going through. What can you say about that? I mean, hopefully our songs, like, speak to a lot of these things about, um, you know, how your your child catches you out of, you know, looking at your phone when you really should be paying attention to them. And I think that, you know, having that having those having those experiences in our song lyrics um really ho- hopefully will bring people together and, and get a conversation going about you know things that parents sh- should or shouldn't be doing um and how these you know behaviors are you know they're not out of the ordinary and everyone everyone has a momentary lapse and everyone you know sometimes flies off the handle and gets mad and i feel like you know letting parents know that, you know, making mistakes is okay as long as you know you're making a mistake. And, you know, not to be too hard on yourself and, you know, not not to not to be judgmental of other people that are having that problem. You know, I've I've been that parent who's had their child having a complete meltdown in the middle of the street and it's like, what are you going to do? You know, I I think that it's it's easy to it's easy to look at other people having problems and you know point the finger and but and I think it's it's harder to be less judgmental and more understanding and hopefully we're we're kind of bringing that up in our song lyrics of of how to start that conversation. Yeah, I think that's an important one. We had, we talked a little before the show started about um, judging other parents and being critical of other parents, especially with all this online. Um, communication opportunities that we have. Um, I think that could be a, a good theme to address in your music. It's a theme that I've been looking to address on the show, too, um, about shaming and, and blaming um, other parents. So um, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you mentioned that. And I think probably Charles, the last... Have, oh, 
Go ahead. I think probably the last, you know, fact would be like, you know, we were talking about, you know, musical, you know, abilities or, you know, interests in children. Is and, and I think that this is also in our song lyrics is like not talking down to kids and really like acknowledging them as, you know, human beings. And I think that they they fully get what we're talking about. And we don't need to have, you know, they, we don't need to talk down to them is basically it, that the, the last fact. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Charles, was there something you wanted well, to add? Yeah, I would say that I think that is definitely the dad beats strength is that we you know we our our songs do deal with, you know, some some interesting issues. We're not all you know, kids' music doesn't have to be all counting animals and talking about colors. I mean we we do talk about some you know in an amusing way, but I think humor is a great way to, to bring a lot of these things out. You know, we talking about, you know, falling on the table or too many toys or, you know, I will not crush my baby brother. And I, I think it really resonates with, with parents and I hope that maybe it could, you know, it, it could spur some, some discussion, you know, because at least there's the recognition, you know, if, if we took the trouble to write a song about it, you know, <laughs> then some parents out there could say, oh yeah, I've, you know, I've had that experience and maybe that will you know, lead to some sort of discussion or at least, make people, you know, feel a little bit closer and have and, and have that shared experience that, that we were talking about and say, you know, you know, we're all in this we're all in this together. We're all in this parenting adventure together. And there's no reason to to, to try to hide the the bad you know, the bad things, the flaws, the, the times, you know, the tantrums and 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 getting angry. Um because if we if we can talk about it with other people and, and talk about it specifically with other parents, you know, we realize we're really sort of in all in the same boat. And I think that uh, if our songs could, could just sort of break the ice a little bit, then, then we've done a great job. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think you have. So um, now for that final tidbit or advice um, we had mentioned before the show, we were talking about, you're talking about, children understanding or, or having real opinions about music and, and finding out why. And we, we did talk about it, but it, I think it's important and it's a nice way to kind of wrap up our conversation. So why don't you give us some parting words of wisdom in that regard? I mean, again, like there's, a, you know, listening, listening to what your children really think about about music is as a gateway to hearing what they think about the world and opens up a, a broader conversation with them about about how they think and what makes them think that way and I think we're we're very it's very easy to like pass along a lot of these conversations to the school and let let those happen there and just kind of tune out when they get home and I, I what we've tried to do at our house is really like check in with um our kids when you know like what happened at school today what did you do um and really try to have a conversation rather than rather than just hoping for the best and i think that sometimes Sometimes asking questions about specific things, whether they're about music or whatever, really can start a, a real conversation about what happened at school rather than just 
you know, we did this, we did this, we did this. And, and that's been, that's been great for our, our older son. I think that we've, we've really made some strides in, in understanding what happens at school when you ask really specific questions, not just, you know, what did you do at school today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's good to hear that that was, that worked well. Uh, Charles, is there anything you might want to add in that regard? Yes. Um, we, we started a little ritual here, um, you know, after school, my, my daughter gets home from from, our, uh, from kindergarten, is you know we just put on some music and then and she just gets to start to dance and she'll ask sometimes she'll ask her some specific songs and she started to you know formulate her own likes and dislikes and we'll just have a dance party here um, and our our youngest joins right along and they um, have a fantastic time. Sometimes there's costume changes. It's just an amazing thing to watch, and I, I'm, my most important role in that, other than DJ, is uh, just sort of being, you know, supportive and enthusiastic, and uh, um, showing that, uh, you know, giving them the freedom to, you know, to sort of express themselves, and you know, sort of formulate their, you know, their own tastes, you know, without you know, without any judgment. And it's mm-hmm. it's an amazing thing to watch is uh is the um is, is kids, you know, just sort of like formulating their own their own path. Yeah, very good. And it's nice to hear that um you've been trying these out and these these um techniques for lack of a better word have been working for <laughs> you. And so I'm hoping that that'll be helpful to other parents and other families. Um, And so that's pretty much our show then for today. And I really wanted to thank you, Charles and Yuri, for being on and and thanking you for sharing what you do with the Dad Beats and your time and your expertise. And so just reminding the audience, I have the links to your your website up on our show, and that's uh, dadbeatsmusic.com. And I um, encourage them to reach out to you and to listen to your music. It really is wonderful and fun and um, ways parents can engage their children in really wonderful things. And as always, too, I invite the audience to email us at the show with any questions or comments they have. We always love to get feedback, so you can email us at info at kidsatoz.com. That's info at kidsatoz.com. We also encourage you to um, follow us on Facebook um, at Kids A to Z with Dr. T. You can follow our show on the Blog Talk Radio website. And um, you can follow me on Twitter as well, and that's um, at Dr. Teresa. And um, that's pretty much it. We're going to... We're going to, I usually exit with some exit music, and today the Dad Beach shared one of their songs. So we're going to exit today with um, the full rendition of Dad Put Down the Phone, and um, that's pretty much it. So thank you, everyone, for listening again. Um, I'm Teresa Signorelli, your host, and I hope you have a fantastic day. It was me that made the mess. I cannot tell a lie. I confess that the leg in the bathroom was mine. But Dad is too busy and Mum is online. So I'll sail away on this ocean. It was me that made the mess. Been making it all day. And I think we should always bake cookies this way. The cat's in the oven. I guess that's okay. So I'll cook until 
he's ready Dad puts down the phone And come and play with me Mum, you say you're busy I have to disagree I am more important than whatever's on the screen So pay some attention Pay some attention Pay some attention to me It was me that made the mess Me that dug the hole But I told you I'd be in the garden outside Told you my crew needed somewhere to hide To bury the treasure they stole So now I'm on guard Scared and alone The king and his men Are about to attack You were supposed to be Watching my back Would you just put down the phone Please 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 put down the phone Dad put down the phone And come and play with me Mum, you say you're busy Dad put down the phone And come and play with me You've been playing Angry Birds since 25 past 3 So pay some attention Pay some attention Pay some attention to me